Welcome to the Pup Sports Podcast. I am so psyched. Another alumni interview today. We'll get to that in a moment. But the first thing that we're going to plug that we've done a lot of football leading up to this point, but there are other fall sports to look forward to. One important one that we're going to focus on today is cross country, actually. Um, and that, you know, will lead into our special guest of honor. But uh, for those that are following and those that are on the uh, cross country squad this year, I'm looking forward to it because I just looked up your guys' schedule and I see that coming up on September 14th. I don't know if you guys are going to kind of split the team, but I know that it's the Bellarmine invite, the 21st Bellarmine invite, and then also the Highlander invite. So I don't know, you know, our our guests will probably be able to provide some good input on, you know, how the the split of the team, if they both partake in both of those. But we're really looking forward to just see how this team is going to do this year. So without further ado now, the man that's going to help me talk about a little bit of cross country, a little bit about his time at prep. He was a graduate back in 2009. He ran cross country and track at prep and then went on at GU. You could hear this man coming down the hallway even if you were in Coeur d'Alene. He was known for his headband and high shorts on race day. You know him as Tate Kelly. Tate, thanks for coming on the program. Nathan, the honor's mine. It's going to be great. Looking forward to it. Yeah, this is going to be really awesome just from the standpoint like i said we're we're broadening broadening our scope from the stamp of uh sports not so football centric now it's what other sports could we talk about cross country track will come up in today's conversation and man you had it all when you were back at at prep so i'm excited i appreciate that yeah i mean those guys uh i always say the runners are some of the toughest guys on campus you you kind of put them in the world with wrestlers because they're just it's a grind. You know? It is. And you're in your own head, you know, getting out there and having a grind like that and uh, putting the mileage. And there's like the thing about running that's fun is that there's no cheating it. You know, if you put in the time, um, you know, normally it's going to pay off. So it's it's if you don't if you don't put in the time and the mileage during the summer and, and really get prepped for the season, it's just it's just not going to come together. So good. Let's start rapid fire. I want everyone to know height and weight. Where, where are we sitting right now? Nice. I'm going to be like the rest of your guests on the six foot. Um, I'm right at six feet. Yes, exactly. I think I'm 5'11 and 5'6 with shoes off. But again, <laughs> give me shoes. We're in a good spot. Um, and then uh, and then weight, I'm about 168 pounds. Dude, so. you're, you're looking lean. You're looking at your running weight. You know, you still look like you get out there and run a couple miles. Is that true? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I have to do that for the wife, though, so I can keep the physique intact. <laughs> and you know, I think, yeah, if I, if I stop the mileage, I think that would show because the eating hasn't slowed down much. So, yeah, these Isn't runners. the truth, man? Give me another burger, another sausage, whatever it may be. Yes. Uh, well, looking at it from this standpoint, what was your fastest mile when you were in high school? Yeah, it was uh, 419 in high school. Um, so yeah, I wasn't, I, I think I was more of a two miler, honestly on the track, but okay. the mile was solid. I mean, I'll take a 419. Okay. Then shifting into uh, college, did that mile time improve? Yeah. So I got it in college. I transitioned more to a 5k, 10k guy on the track. Okay. Um, but I was, uh, in my, I ran a 409 mile in, in high school or in college, excuse me. So yeah, I, I mean, I improved a little bit, but that is yeah. a personal record right there. Yeah. We like it. I'll take it. Bloomsday time. Ooh, uh, last time I ran that competitively uh, was the freshman year at Gonzaga, and I ran, I think, a 
think I was 41 something, 40 something. But I, I mean, I was, I was out of shape and it was, yeah, don't it even was, start. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. It wasn't great. I could have done better. <laughs> you know, the Kenyans are running in 30, 30 minutes. Holy smokes though, man. I mean, like I'm just on a mission. I think that it's been a couple of years since I've had the privilege of running it. I'd love to just break 50. You're talking 41, man. man. That's Come crushing on. it though. 50's moving. Yeah, I, I love that. I, I, Talk I about the that. physique. I mean, you got it. Let's do it. We're throwing Some compliments 50. back and forth. This is great. <laughs> this is me fun. Uh, sports idol. Oh man, um, there's a couple. Um, Steve Prefontaine's a big one for me. Uh, just how he attacked the sport, I thought was just just so unique and so um, really kind of brought running, I think, onto the main scene of of sporting across the United States, which is pretty cool when you do that for a sport. Yeah. Um, and then growing up, like Tiger Woods is a big guy. I, I was, I played golf competitively growing up. So, mm-hmm. um, love Tiger. Um, just how he went about it was pretty cool. His fist pumps were big time when you're an eight year old. Oh yeah. Um, and then uh, Michael Jordan, I met Mike, uh, actually, uh, down at his camp in Santa Barbara. So that was, that was pretty awesome, but That's pretty he's, cool. he's a stud. So I'm, I'm pretty big on the LeBron, Michael Jordan debate. I'm pretty, pretty <laughs> partial to my guy, MJ. So you know. we'll see if we've got some time at the end of the podcast. We'll get into that a little bit. Here we go. Let's giddy up. <laughs> uh, all right. So if you had to choose between Steve Prefontaine and La Severin, who are you choosing? Wow. <laughs> that is some knowledge. I'm impressed. Um, yeah. I mean, Lasse was pretty tough. Uh, unfortunately got him, uh, got him in the Olympics, but you know, Pre was, he just, the mustache, the hair. I mean, he had the whole thing going. I don't think Lasse had soon. that. He went too soon. So, he did. Uh, if we had to choose between a hamburger or a hot dog? Man, uh, definitely a hamburger. Do we go cheese? Definitely. Big dairy okay. guy. Okay. Yeah. Are we going mayo on that burger? Are you telling mm. me you're a mayo guy? Let's not get too weird. Okay. Maybe Thank a little you. chipotle mayo, though. Okay. Potentially, uh, but we, I don't do that. That's like, that's okay. very rare. Sacrilege. Yeah. That's when you're getting really exciting. <laughs> yeah, really, really fun. All right. I always known you as a guy that had a voice. I'd come around. I knew Tay Kelly was around. <laughs> Thanks. Can you recall or do you have a catchphrase that someone would say, I know Tate's around because this phrase is being used? Would you say oh, that? Oh, man. I mean, so the lingo changes from high school to now. <laughs> I'll give you some one of my ones from current day. Uh, I, get, I get juiced. Like I'm pretty juiced about yeah. what's going on. Yeah. I'm pretty jacked. Okay. Uh, I use that. Um, I mean, from high school, there was definitely some stuff, but I, I always kind of had these little weird adjectives that going Mach five. Me. Exactly. Yes. Exactly. Yes. Fleecing it out. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, 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 have changed over time, kind of what I use, but they're still there. The common theme of of a cool adjectives are still there. I, I yeah. hope at least. Yeah. Um, favorite prep memory. Ooh. Um, I'll go. Uh, just. Let me go with one sports one and then one just like like school itself. I think search was a pretty dynamic experience. Yeah. I won't go into the details, but for any folks who might be listening, they yeah. haven't gone. <laughs> but um, search is pretty life-changing. Mm-hmm. I, I think it just it gives you a perspective of the greater picture and really what's going on around you yeah. um, just within the community. The community that you're in daily with, with students and people that you had no idea they're going through what they're going through, and it's pretty yeah. special. Um, and then from a sports standpoint, um, I would say – um, man, uh, there's, there's a lot that come to mind. Uh, you kind of, yeah, you kind of get chills actually thinking about it. Um, I, so a little known fact the GSL, at least from like, like nineties like and early two thousands mm-hmm. and not probably late two thousands as well was if not the best or one of the best cross country leagues in the country. 
yeah. from a comp- okay. competition standpoint. Um, there's so much high school talent um, in the greater Spokane area, and it's it's insane. Yeah, it's always crazy to see schools like Rogers and North Central where they don't meet the standard of other sports. Mm-hmm. But when you look at, and I always used to remember, you look and read in the paper, oh, yeah, those guys won the cross-country invitation or something like that. And it's like, what? Who would have thought North Central would have runners yes. to that quality? Yes. And that's, I think... I, I think that, I mean, so everything in the running world is always like, sometimes like you throw things out and people are like, oh, like you only won like a couple of races. You're like, yeah, that's because I was running against <laughs> like top tier high school talent. And yeah. I mean, like even like my class of 2009, I think we had 12 or 13 guys go division one out of just the greater Spokane league, which mm-hmm. is pretty un- unbelievable. I don't know yeah. any other league in the country that had that in my graduating year, but um, I won a race. I won one GSL race and that was against CVLC and Rogers at Manitou Park. And mm. I just, I think the combination of, of Manitou Park uh, getting my first, uh, and my only, I guess, uh, GSL meet win um, was pretty special. I remember, I, we can get into Joe Fern if we end up talking about Joe, but uh, I remember Joe was pretty was was pretty juiced about that whole, that whole experience. There yeah. we go, juice, go. coming yeah. back to it. Come, going back into that. So it but, makes me think, you know, you have that victory, um, it may be your favorite Fern memory. Mm-hmm. What is one that comes to mind when you think about your high school experience? Yeah, with Joe. Yeah. Oh my. So my, I, it's you know with this passing, it, it gives you a lot of time to reflect, and I think it uh, helps you kind of go back in the memory bank of different things that you you remember that really yeah. stand out of like wow how like what a life changing moment. But I think the top one that comes to mind is so my uh, going in my sophomore year. Uh, you know, I was training, getting ready for the season, you know, putting in a lot of mileage. And I actually had to retake a class. Mr. Beer, if you're listening to this, uh, <laughs> thanks, man. Made me, <laughs> he made me better. Um, but I think I got a C minus, and I was historically a pretty decent student. Uh, but I got a C minus, I'd retake it, retook it in the summer. My parents were, you know, not thrilled, um, you know, but Fern uh, just kind of kept everybody cool and kind of helped, helped lead us through the process. But I think the biggest thing that came out of that, I mean, retaking this class, was that every morning at 7 o'clock, I got to meet Joe at my house to run. Um, mm-hmm. So I would start running with him um, <clears throat> pretty much every morning at, at about 7. And uh, he was just kind of getting back in the shape. He was trimming off some some pounds, I remember. So, um, <laughs> it, yes, it started with like a couple-mile run, um, and then I would just kind of keep going. But uh, it evolved into that we were doing 7, 8, 9, 10 miles uh, in the morning. And um, I just remember, um, you know, it, we talked about every element of life that summer. Um, and that's the summer that really changed my relationship with Fern. Um, you know, that just how much I, I could just kind of see that how much he was going to bring to my life moving forward. And I, it's something I was so excited about because he was such a strong individual and such a strong like mentor of what I wanted to be, um, you know, the older I got. And, um, you know, that every day of running, I mean, he just kind of planted the seed in my head that I could be great and that I could be. Woody I the Wabbit. Woody the Wabbit. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> exactly. And it was funny. He'd always say in like the last like mile, he'd just say, hey, go. And so and then I would take off and like I'd break the pace from him and I, you know, I'd, I'd kick it in, you know, like a 430 mile or something along those lines. But I just remember like that's where he planned the seed and be like, hey, like, you're going to be great. And you're going to be, you know, a fixture of prawn, Gonzaga prep cross country that guys will look back and be like, man, I want to be more like Tate. Yeah. And so, um, you know, that's when he, he really, really kind of got it rolling with me um, as, you know, from a coaching standpoint, from a coaching to, to athlete standpoint, but also just from a from a friendship standpoint. And that's kind of when it really kind of took off for him and I. Wow. I never knew it was that early that you guys had that. And it, it made sense, though, if there was someone 
that he I think Fern could speak pretty easily about mm-hmm. when I would ask him about your guys's you know cross country season or track season while I was still or while I was there and you mm-hmm. were still there. He could speak very easily about you, mm-hmm. and that just makes all the sense in the world now that you guys had such a relationship beyond prep, beyond mm-hmm. school, mm-hmm. beyond cross country. Yeah. Um. So it makes me think though, why why cross country? Why track? Why run distance? You know, you look at certain guys that do run distance, and people look at them and go, "They're an interesting cat, weird dude." So what what was it that kind of turned you that direction? So a couple things. So um, my mom ran semi professionally, um, so I kind of always knew I had it in me. Um, but I kind of had this like pseudo hoop bod, um, you know, a little like he- a little like stronger up top, and like these you know bigger quads and like these big calves, and like I didn't really look like a runner. Um, but you know, I grew up playing hoop, um, and I grew up playing golf competitively. Um, and like we traveled, you know, around the region, around the country for golf. So like that was kind of like the bread and butter was golf growing up. Okay. And then, um, you know, I, I started running in middle school at Northwest Christian. Um, and I won the parochial league, uh, when I was in eighth grade. That's pretty um, cool. so that's when I kind of knew like, okay. And like the, all those kids are feeding to prep. So that's why I was like, okay, like let's, let's get this thing going. Like I could be a pretty good runner. And so, you know, um, cross country was in the fall. So that was like the first thing I had pretty much as an introduction to prep. So I came, like, we had training camp, like, four or five days before school started. And I first guy I met at Gonzaga Prep was Joe Fern. And okay. he, like, I remember my dad and I walked down, and he, like, you know, just kind of put his arm around me. He was like, hey, like, you know, you're Tate. I know who you are. been watching you. Like, <laughs> I, like you're going to, you know, I think I think we have something to work with here. This will be fun. Um, and uh, I remember I got injured that first day because I ran so many miles. I ran, like, 10 miles, and I hadn't been running that much that summer. Like, I was just, you know, complete doofus. Like, what, you know, what, what are you doing, you know? Um, but I remember, yeah, at, like, mile seven, like, having to, like, walk in because I ran so hard. Uh, it was a double. It was a, uh, We had a morning run, an afternoon run, and it was brutal. But, um, you know, I, I it kind of ended up being a default a little bit because I always knew I was good at running, but – um, come my junior year, I was pretty, I was pretty tired of playing golf competitively. Okay. Um, and so I wasn't always, I was never, never able to do track. Um, and Fern had always been in my ear, like, Hey, like all the greats do track. Like, what are you, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, like, um, and so, um, I, uh, you know, finally come my senior year, I was able to get, get, get in track as well. But, um, it just kind of snowballed. I mean, I was like the fourth guy or fifth guy in my freshman year on the team. And then my sophomore year, I was the second guy. And then my junior, senior year, I was our one guy. Um, and I was our captain. And so like, I was all in, you know, and, um, I just think the, 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 the GSL being as strong as it was, like just demanded you to want to be great because yeah. you're, you're competing against some of the high schools or across some of high school's best athletes yeah. like in Spokane, Washington. Like, let's talk about how cool that is. You yeah, know? So. absolutely. I mean, not too often can you take pride in that because you can always look at a football or, you know, a sport like football or basketball, which has demands popularity across the country. Mm-hmm. But a lot of times you may be in a pocket where it's like, yeah, but the talent's not that great. Mm-hmm. So for you to speak, and I think there to be utter truth in the fact that cross-country track in this area, that is something to tip your hat if you do win a race. Mm-hmm. You know, all the training that goes into, you know, prepping for a season, you really have to put the time in to be competitive in this area. Mm-hmm. So I think I see eye-to-eye with everything you're saying. And it makes me think, talk, talk training, talk... You know, I, I know two days for football. Mm-hmm. You guys do did two days for like cross country and stuff yeah. too, right? So yeah. um, what was that training piece of it like? 
course. Yeah. So uh, we ran something called the Oregon system. So it's essentially uh, one day um, lighter, one day hard. That okay. was kind of the cycle. Okay. Uh, and then you, you mix in there, obviously, a race on Saturday or a hard workout on Saturday and then a, a long run on Sunday. Okay. So that was kind of the formula. Um, normally Tuesday, Thursday were your hard workouts. Mm-hmm. And then sa- uh, Saturday you did a tempo or a race and then Sunday long run. Um, so that, that was a system we ran at, at Gonzaga Prep. And uh, and that the reason we did that is because uh, Coach Fern ran for Pat Tyson, uh, which, again, talking about Oregon and Steve yeah. Prefontaine. Um, he learned that system from Coach Tyson. Um, and then obviously coaches is, is now Gonzaga. I ended up running for, for Tyson at GU. So, um, so yeah, that was kind of our system at, at, at prep. Um, yeah. and, and I think it's a pretty popular system within the Northwest just because of the Oregon ties. Yeah. Um, but again, like I think just the, the Tyson is one of the best high school and I don't want to even just put him into high school. I'll put him into like, honestly like running in, in general is when he's one of the best running coaches in the country ever. Yeah. So like for Fern, I've had that as a coach growing up. I mean, he was like, he was learning from the best. And I, I mean, he was always knocking on Tyson's door um, saying, you know, Hey, what do you think of these workouts? What do you think of like, the direction we're bringing guns to get prep? And um, I mean, Tyson's footprints or handprints are all over this program just because of the influence he had on coach. So um, so yeah, I, I think that's, I and mean, that was really our system at prep. And, uh, I mean, it was, it's been successful for us for, for quite some time. Yeah. And what's that, what's that like, you know, again, this is coaching philosophy, which mm-hmm. I'm super curious about. And I know that you spent a little bit of time coaching at prep too. Mm-hmm. Is there more to it with, uh, with cross country that you can speak to or even track pace yourself and then sprint to the finish? I know there's probably more <laughs> to that, but what, what is it like to get actual coaching and become better at running. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I think really what you're from a coaching standpoint because I coached with with Fern uh, in 2013. Okay, I had one year with him right after I was done with college, uh, right after I was done work for Nike. I went and coached with him, so like I got a completer perspective on the sport after mm-hmm. coaching with him. Um, but I essentially I think it's it's just about ingraining in the athlete's mind of hey. Like, um, you can be better than I actually even potentially think you could be. Like, yeah. I think it's creating a, an idea that the athlete, again, starts believing in themselves that, hey, I can be I can be all state, I can be all footlocker, I can be an all-American, and, you know, potentially they could maybe just be an all-GSL runner. Yeah. But that's kind of the point I got to. I was like, oh, I can be one of the best runners on the West Coast. I can be one of the best runners in the state. I can mm-hmm. be... You know, and, and, and I mean, did I have the body for it? Like, probably not. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, I think I, you know, with the body I had, I think I made it work. And um, I think you, it's just about getting kids to believe. And if you can get them to, to believe in themselves and to believe in, believe in the journey, um, you know, I think especially in high school, you get really ahead of yourself into like, hey, like, I'm, I'm going to go to college and I got to, you know, take these tests and I got to focus on my classes. And at some point, it's about simplifying and being like, hey, like, you are in a, a really special time of your life and you're at a place where people really, really care about you and they want the best for you. And if you can focus on this sport and focus on being great, because you have, you know, dozens of kids around you in the city that, that, that do want that or hundreds of kids in the city that do want that. And they're some of the best in the country, what they do. So if you can just get kids to tap into that mindset that, Hey, I'm running one of the best cross country leagues in the country and if I can be successful here, then I can be successful, not just in collegiate running, but in life. Yeah. Um, I, I think that it's funny how all these things parallel and to pe- these kids and high school athletes being successful in life, because that's really what it's about. This mm-hmm. is just prepping you for that. Yeah. And so it's, it's, it's just, it's just about believing in yourself and believing that you're gonna be better than, 
you, you honestly probably can be, um, yeah. which is, which is pretty cool. But that, that's why, that's why athletes are weird. You know, our, <laughs> how we play these mind games with ourselves. Um, but it also is what makes athletes great and what yeah. makes them successful in the real world and in business and, and, you know, in relationships and in family. So, yeah, it, when you, when you spoke and you said that your mom ran competitively and so that's kind of where the, the lineage comes from getting into cross country and track. I know your dad being, uh, you know, a, a standout basketball player when he was at prep and then to go on to play for Washington state. I know that there's something to be said with the male and, and his dad that you always want to achieve, uh, and, and be who your dad wants you to be. Was it weird to run and have that be more just the relationship you shared with your mom and your dad's like, yeah, I didn't do that. You know, I played basketball, but you know, you do you tape, but was it weird to have that kind of dynamic where you just, or was your dad completely accepting? He could relate to you, no problem. Yeah, man, you're leading a camel to water on this question. This is perfect. <laughs> um, so um, I'm sure my pops will be listening to this at some point. So, um, I, you know, to be honest with you, yeah, it was awesome. Uh, it was awesome that just my mom understood it. You know, yeah. and I love my dad. I think my dad is a he is a, a really big reason that I am where I am today and that I had the success in sports and mm-hmm. now I'm trying to have success in the business world. Yeah. Uh, it's really all, I think, a, for me largely, it reads back to my father and kind of what he ingrained in me growing up. Yeah. Um, but it was really it was really beautiful having this this between my mom and I because my dad always got the love growing up for being, you know, <laughs> you know All-American in high school. You know, he was crushed at Washington State, went to the NCAA tournament. Um you know, and then being successful in the, in the legal world. And, um, you know, he, my dad always crushed it, you know? And so I think for my mom, she never, people didn't really know necessarily how great an athlete she was. Mm-hmm. Um, and so for her and I to share that together, like she was so into it. I mean, it was like, but it was so authentic and it was so real. I mean, like my, our teammates always laughed at prep about like, hey, man, your mama, she's just in our ear the entire race. Like <laughs> I can hear her from across the course yelling at us. And like, I think that, um, just authentically how much it meant to her um, that somebody got something athletically from her um, was pr- was pretty cool. Uh, I mean, she went to Shadle Park, so she's not a Gonzaga prep bullpup, but you know, we love we love um, just just the perspective she was able to bring from me. Um, just was was so healthy, and, and I, she was just such a my, she was my number one fan in everything I did, but especially in running because it came from her. That's so cool, and you know, I think that that's so fun to have where you know, like you said, a parent gets to share in that it's like. Oh, he got up that for me. And I think exactly what you're hitting on. The fact that your dad made the, the newspaper, he made all, you know, all the, the headlines type of thing. But for your mom to be able to have something where she could tip her hat on, that's pretty cool. So, you know, you mentioned your mom went to Shadle. Your dad went to prep. What was it like being a legacy kid at prep where people knew your dad, um, had expectations maybe for you, mm-hmm. or... Was it like you kind of had a, a microscope underneath you to where you were like, man, I feel like everyone's watching my every move because mm-hmm. I'm a Kelly? Yeah, that was an interesting dynamic for sure. And I was the oldest, or I am the oldest. So, like, you know, Parker being great in hoop, that, that hadn't come yet. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I, I think people were probably wondering, like, why isn't this kid better at basketball? <laughs> Honestly, like, why? So, why didn't he get more of his dad's genes? Um, I, I was always. I was always a golfer growing up. Like that was gonna be my thing. Mm-hmm. Like Tate was always gonna play competitive golf, and Parker was gonna play hoop. Yeah. Um. So, 
I kind of had my thing and I was pretty confident in that and I was pretty comfortable in that, honestly. Um, and as the, the running thing kind of snuck up on me, all of a sudden I was like, okay, I'm getting pretty good. Yeah. Uh, and I got a great coach in, in Fern and he believes in me and like, I, why don't I believe I can be the best, the, one of the best guys in the city, Absolutely. you know? And so, um, so yeah, it was, uh, you know, it, it was great. It was great being connected with my father. You know, it was mm-hmm. I, like, I'm so honored cause he's just, he's such a good man and he's done a, you know, obviously the legacy he has is, is pretty solid. Um, but I really wanted to create my own week. That was big for me. And that's why I was, it's part of the reason why I went running was so great. It, it was my world. You know, I could control the narrative of, of what Tate Kelly was going to do in the running space. And especially with kind of a non, an unconventional body of 160 pounds. I mean, most yeah. runners, Nathan are like 120, 125, <laughs> go look at like Sam Magnuson, uh, go look at like Colin Overbay. Like those yeah. guys had the running body. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, I did not. Um, so it, it was, it was pretty cool to kind of create that, create that story and, and, and do it on my own. Cause running, it comes down to you. There's only one guy in your body that's out there competing. You know, there's not, there, there's a team aspect to it, but at the end of the day, you're the guy who makes yourself grind. So, yeah, you know, and, and I, I don't mean to put you on the spot here, but I'm just curious about this. And again, last thing, probably with your family dynamic, did you ever at whatever, any point, And, you know, I want this to speak to anyone who feels this because, there are a lot of legacy kids that come through prep to where their dads before them, their grandfathers played a certain sport, you know, carried a certain clout. Did at any point do you feel like you, you let your dad down at, at all when you didn't play hoop or if like you had to tell people, no, I'm, I'm the runner. You know, yeah. I play golf. Yes. <laughs> yeah. The not, the, the not popular sports. Yes. <laughs> um, no, that's good. It really wasn't. No, I was, uh, I was big on that. I wanted to create my own story. And like, I mean, for any, any kid listening that wants to, that is kind of in a similar situation, just, like, just always remember, like, it's your journey. Like, this is your journey for you to create experiences and for you to create memories. And, um, you know, Gonzaga Prep is such a beautiful place for that to happen. Um, there's so many people there that are promoting you uh, to grow and to develop and to be the best person you can be that, um, you know, it's, it's such a safe place to do that. Um, and so, you know, I was big on that, and so that's why I was involved in nights. Uh, I was ASB vice president. Uh, that's why I was on the loudspeaker. I was you know talking to you guys, <laughs> yapping. I mean, I, like, I have people come up to me that went to prep. They're like, "Hey, Tate, I was like three years younger than you. I used to always hear your voice on the loudspeaker. I got so sick of it." I'm like, "Yeah, I get it. Like, I was talking to you guys before and after, and like David Dever was our president, and he didn't like. I mean, he like you know he he was like being on the loudspeaker, guy. but exactly, yeah, he was like Tate. You can talk as much as you want. So I took advantage <laughs> of that, but um, you know, I think. No, it was it was great, and I think my dad was was really supportive of that. Uh, and he knew I'll never forget when he was like, "Hey Tate, like you don't have to be an athlete in college. Like for me, like I always wanted to prove to myself that I could go be successful athletically and compete at the highest level and compete at the, the Division One level. Like, I mean, I had offers to go, you know, at Division Two or Division Three and NAIA, yeah. but for me, I was like, I really wanted to be, I really wanted to be a Pac-12 runner, just because yeah. for my dad, like that was for me, that was such a cool thing because my yeah. dad had competed at the Pac-10 level. Yeah. Um, but for me to be in the West Coast Conference. Which you know, when I was there, Portland and BYU, BYU were the top ten teams in the country. So, Whoa. like, it was like great cross country league, um, and so it was it was cool. And and then you know, inevitably to go and be all conference in the West Coast Conference as a senior and be successful in that world is like, yes, I did this. So, yeah. no, it was it was great. I love like having the Kelly name behind me is something I'm super thankful for. And it makes you guys more diverse. I mean, from the standpoint of. Not only, you know, did you run and were successful there, Parker played basketball, your mom had that background, your dad obviously had his career. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of cool that I think effectively you guys did carve all your own paths. 
And I think that why I wanted to ask that question from you is because I think a lot of people when they get to prep, and I think they get to high school in general, start to fall under this guide of peer pressure is telling me if I want to be popular, if I want to hang with a certain crowd, I have to play the popular sport. Even if I'm not that good, I still have to play that. And I think one of the things that you set yourself up for is then you leave prep and you realize, man, I could have probably been a really good cross country runner or I could have been a good tennis player. But I just, I didn't want to play it because of the fact that I worried how people would receive me. And it's unfortunate because one of the things that I love when I see people today, you know, years removed from prep, is when I get to see people that I went to school with embrace more who they are, that makes me happy. Mm -hmm. There have been a couple of guys that I've come across that have been big hunters now. And I'm like, I didn't know that you hunted. And they're like, Oh yeah, I always did. I just didn't didn't tell anyone I did. And it's like, that's cool, man. You know, there's been another individual. He was on the show, Stephen Ferraro. He's big into like rock climbing now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Steve, I like I had no idea that you dug kind of outdoorsy stuff. And he's like, Oh yeah. And I'm like, I think that's so great because again, it expresses more who they are and they're more comfortable with themselves. And they just seem happier too. Mm-hmm. To where not to say that anything they did in high school wasn't genuine, but when you look at now where they're actually devoting, you know, precious time that you don't just have a bunch at your disposal, you get that real opportunity to see this is who this guy really is. And I kind of like this guy. This guy's mm-hmm. cool when you own what you do. Mm-hmm. And so when you talked about your career at prep and time at prep, that's just what makes me so happy is the fact that you went a direction because you wanted to carve out your own path and you didn't care if anyone had done it before you, but you knew this is the path for me and I've got a support system that's going to help me get to where I want to go because this is an individual goal I have. Mm-hmm. So I commend you. And that's what I'm so happy that for people listening, that maybe a kid that's currently in high school or going into high school can relate and go, you know, I'm going to do what Tay Kelly did. I'm going to carve out my own path mm-hmm. and this is going to be cool. More people need to hear that. Mm-hmm. And I think, again, commend you for doing that, respect you for doing that. Now I want people to hear, though, you went on to GU. Mm-hmm. You spent time at GU. You you talked about how you ran um, competitively. You also had some other fun experiences <laughs> at GU, one of which I'm being told there was a brief stint where you were Spike the Bulldog. Can you uh, confirm Yes, 100% against my coach's desires. <laughs> yes, I was all in on Spike. Um, okay, so talk about how you got to that. I mean, how does it even one become a mascot? Yeah, so um, I, I, uh, this is a good story. <laughs> um, so I was in my freshman dorm, and I remember I was seeing on morning mail that they were having tryouts for Spike. And I was like, well, cool. <laughs> I've always been looking for some extra money. Like this will be great. Like, you know, this is great. You know, I'm on, you know, I'm on a round running scholarships. You know, so that's essentially my full time job. Yeah. But like, I got some, you know, free time. You know, I got about an hour <laughs> here, an hour there. I'm sure I can get this in. So, so I go to this tryout. They're like, hey, like, put on the head, and like, put on the the mascot head, and like, you know, like, get us pumped up, and like, we're gonna put some music on. Can you like dance around? <laughs> so like, 
one of it's one of my skills that um, people that have seen me at weddings know. I, I love to dance. So this man know. on the dance floor. Oh, okay. just it's just it's such a ex- beautiful expression of life, you know, <laughs> and of your of yourself when you can actually just dance. Um, and so I, you know, I go out there and I dance it up and like doing all these like, weird little moves and like they're like, oh, that's great. So I get a call like, th- like that night. They're like, hey, like, you're in. You you got it. I'm like, okay, cool. So I end up doing a few events. This is my. F- my freshman year or after my freshman year going into my sophomore year. So I did a few events, um, a few games, some baseball, a little bit of volleyball. And I remember being like, what am I doing this for? And then I also <laughs> remember the moment after like doing like 10 events, going to Max Mannix, actually another uh, yeah, a, prep guy, yeah, prep guy um, because he was kind of the guy I worked with because he was a student at prep at the time. And I remember being like, hey, Max, so when do I get paid? He's like, hey, man, this is volunteer. Like, what are you talking about? So I was like, great. I've been running around this sweaty suit for like these 10 events and like for hours now and just like been brutal. And, you know, I'm not even, you know, whatever. It's great. You know, it's a great story. So, um, eventually my cross country coach and track coach at Gonzaga, Pat Tyson finds out I'm doing this. And so he calls me into my office. He's like, Hey Tate. So, uh, right now, like you're a top seven guy. And he's like, if you continue to do this, I can tell you that you will not be involved with the program at all. So like you make the decision, like, if you want the scholarship gone, and you want to like, you want to just like not be a part of this. You want to be Spike, then go be Spike. And I remember being like, okay, cool. Like, what great advice. <laughs> so, um, you know, I essentially stopped doing it. Um, and but I ended up, you know, I did it for like, forgot for for GU like here and there if they ever needed like a sub because there's like four or five people to do it. Yeah. So like, I just if, you know they needed somebody um, like later in my career at GU I would do it. I just was like, don't tell Tyson whatever you do. But um, yeah, I got to do like a couple like men's basketball games and like some women's basketball games. Like it was it was great. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it just I mean, what a workout. You know, you're running around, you're just sweating. I mean, every part of your body or every pore is just exuding exuding sweat. I mean, you're just you're pretty disgusting by the end of that. I remember at, like after one game we played like San Diego. And I was doing it over Christmas breaks. So there was no other spikes to do, to, to do it, so I did it. And it was—I think it was my during my junior year. I went out and did like a ten or twelve mile run afterwards. And I remember after like <laughs> I remember and this was like December. And I remember getting out there and being like, "Man, that Tyson's right. That that spike thing really wipes you out." Because <laughs> Tyson was like, "Hey, if you're gonna be real world Division One runner, then you can't be doing the spike thing." Yeah. You know. And so I mean, he was spot on. And one of the better lessons I ever learned. Like. You can only be great in, in two things in life and, <laughs> you know, school and being a runner are really the two things in college. And when you're at that level, you need to be great at and uh, being the mascot was not part of that equation. So, yeah, there you go. That's great. No, I remember <laughs> going to a GU game when and I it was sitting next to someone that had said, you know, Tate Kelly is Spike. And I go, no, no. And then I do remember and it could have just been. Maybe someone doing a great Tate Kelly impression, but just the way Spike for that game carried himself, I'm like, that is Tate Kelly, man. Like that is him. I like. I think that is really him, even though I can't see his face. His dance moves. Thank you. I'm yes. just seeing it. Yeah. So that the dance that, moves. That <laughs> it was all to a greater cause. Um, that was a. It was really cool though, and I wanted you to be able to share that story just because again, I had no idea how long that was for because again it's the game of telephone when it gets your way it's oh yeah every year that he was there he was he was spike all the time and thinking okay he was spike every time uh i do want to know though when you wear those uh mascot suits do you wear any side of like cooling vests or anything like that no oh it's straight fur 
on top of your sink, oh, like, you know, a shirt. I mean, it's and those things reeked. Like, I mean, they I think they've done a better job uh, current day of getting those things washed. Uh, Lindsay Lessing, head of marketing, does a great job at Gonzaga Athletics of getting that thing clean. Yeah. But it now is, uh, yeah. It, then it wasn't getting cleaned as much, and I, I I could notice when somebody else had been in the suit in between me being in the suit because I was like, man, that doesn't smell like me. Yeah, it was. I mean, the the dirty details of being a mascot. Nobody really knows about this. So I mean, maybe this podcast is gonna even blow up this episode just because we're talking. Who knows? I mean, just because the, the the mascot tie in here. So behind the scenes. No, that is too good. Spike exposed. That is, yeah. <laughs> Breaking the fourth wall. Yes. Uh, what I, what I wanted to go into and, and talk a little bit with you about is to get to now current cross-country season that prep's about to go into. What I wanted to do is run down some of the locations for their meets, and I want you to speak and tell me easier trail, harder trail, not too bad, a lot of hills, you know, you can make really good time. So I'm going to go through some and I want you to kind of give me some commentary on, you know, do you like it, hate it, you know. Love it. All right. Uh, first one, did you ever run at Bellarmine Prep? Oh, yeah. Every okay. year, Bellarmine Invite. I think it's a so I think it's a mile and a half or two mile course. It's shorter. So most most high school cross country races are three miles or 3.1 miles okay. in cross country. So this was a kind of a, a season opener, yeah. uh, just kind of something to get the wheels turning. And, and it's cool, the Jesuit school connection. So we would mm-hmm. always go over and, and support Bellarmine and uh, and be a part of the race. But, I mean, it probably has about about 50, 50 schools. Um, okay. It's it's a pretty big race. Yeah. Um, but it, it's a it's right on campus. Um, you know, it kind of goes in and out of their athletic fields. You drop onto the track. Um, you know, there's a little bit of elevation change, but there's really not, not too much. Um, but it's, there's, it's a good field. I mean, with that many schools and especially over in the Seattle area, um, yeah. you know, it draws some good talent. Okay. Um, and it's just a good way to kind of softly get into the season cause it's shorter than the normal race. But, okay. um, it's, yeah, it's just, it's a phenomenal race. I think that, yeah, I think, I mean, the guys, I mean, they, they know cause they, they start there every year. So mm-hmm. they know kind of that mindset of like, Hey, let's get into Bellarmine. Let's make a dent. Let's crush it this first race and really make a statement. And so okay. um, it's a good race for that. So then the Highlander invite, which is it, on here, it shows the same date. Do some go to Bellarmine, some go to the Shadow one? Yeah. So um, when I was running, they didn't used to split. They used to be different weekends. It used to be normally Bellarmine and then I think Highlander. Um, but so it sounds like they're probably they probably will split squads. Okay. Uh, I'm assuming for that. Um, send you know probably the varsity to Bellarmine and then uh, JV uh, down to to the Highlander invite. So the Highlander invite is actually one of my favorite races. Ever. Really? Yes. I mean maybe this is the tie-in of um, you know Cindy Kelly. You know her being a Highlander. You know her like <laughs> te- mom proud. Yes, her tearing up when the bagpipes come out. You know <laughs> she loves that. Um, but uh, you know I think. The Highlander does something special where they break it up per class. So the freshmen okay. race against the freshmen, the sophomores race against the sophomores, juniors and seniors all race against each other just in those classes. Okay. So you kind of have your class race. So it's great. It's like one of the only races of the year that you get to line yourself up and figure out, okay, how great am I from a freshman standpoint? Mm-hmm. How great am I against all the sophomores? Um, a lot of the GSL schools running it. We get some, I know there's some big nine schools that come up for it. Uh, I mean, it's a pretty, it's a decent sized race. Okay. Um, but it's right, um, right on Shadle's campus. Uh, oh, so you sweet. just kind of run around back there. And, and that's another shorter, that's not a full 3.1. I think it's okay. about a two to a two and a half mile course. It's somewhere in there, but great. Had, and it, the one thing I remember about it is you had like a, 
like a 300 meter straight finish, shoot finish. So like you'd have people, I mean, and this was like, it was a pretty big race. Like I know the spokesman always did a really good job writing it up. And so you'd have people flooding this thing for like 300 yards, 300 meters all the way down with like filled on both sides. And like, it was one of the best finishes because you take that turn into it and like, it's you mano a mano against the guys that are <laughs> around you. And like, I mean, you would get so jacked, right? Rolling down that, that 300 meter you know, line, like everybody yelling at you and cheering at you. I mean, it was just, I, I, I do remember the finish and it was like, man, that was one of the better finishes in, in our schedule. So okay. I like that. Now, real fast for those out there that again, don't run cross country. And I know that there are guys that run impressive times. So right around 3.1 miles, what's an average mile pace for a guy that's, you know, running, running really well? Yeah. So, I mean, you're really moving if you're running like the low five minute pace. Okay. So like, you know, 505, 510, 515. I mean, that's, that's really cooking. Okay. Uh, but those so are like top tier guys. You're shooting for like a 16 minute cross country race. Correct. And okay. probably, um, you know, that's on like a fat, and that's all like cross country is funny because it's all course pending. You know, okay. every course changes and courses, believe it or not, change year to year because the people <laughs> setting them up. Yep. I mean, it's just inevitable. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, you know, human error. Yeah. So, um, you know, but most and you know most JV guys are like you know higher end of varsity or lower end of varsity, I should say. You know, are running you know 17 minute three three miles, 18 minute three miles, like right in there. Uh, it all depends on the course, though. I mean, there's a courses that I had some of the best days I ever had, and I ran like 1730s. Yeah, know? let's run through some other ones. Uh, Finch Arboretum, home course for prep. Um, probably I I mean I'm biased, but I think there's prep has one of the best courses in, in the city okay um it's just a, it's, a, it's an arboretum so it's all i mean it's all grass and trees go over a couple bridges um you know it's a brutal course it's pretty hilly it's like an uphill start so it's slow um but and it's again it's just a great it's a great spectators course so for parents it's one of the better ones yeah uh fairways golf course Ooh, never raced out there played golf medical out there. lake i think Yes. Yeah. That's how that. Yes. Um, <laughs> never raced out there from playing golf on it. It's pretty flat. So those guys should be able to, to okay. roll around it. Uh, Manitoba Park. One of my you favorites. Mean, you said, yeah. Yeah. One of my favorites. They've adjusted the course a little bit, but you really get all elements of Manitoba Park at that course, which is pretty cool. Like you get all the way out to Duncan Gardens. Um, you get down on the north end of the park. Like it is phenomenal. Uh, okay. A couple loop course. It's good. Uh, did you ever run a University of Montana golf course? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Mountain West. Um, so at one time, the Mountain West was uh, the largest, uh, I think it was the largest invite in the western half of the United States. This was back in like the 90s. Okay. Um, but this was when Meade was like number one in the country and Ferris was, was, was a top 10 school in the country. And like they were going there and it was just peak, peak top competition. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we raced there. So we won that my senior year. Okay. That was probably our best moment, I, I could say. I mean, it's, I mean, you have like totally like total amount of teams is like close to like 80 or 90 teams okay so it's a big time i mean this this start line is so wide uh with that many squads that are starting you gotta remember yeah. there's seven guys per team that's right so you have anywhere i mean depending on the year 70 to 80 90 100 teams Holy i mean it's whoa. it's a it's, it's it's a big time race yeah um and so, so yeah, it's, um, but it, I mean, it's, it's fairly flat. Uh, you okay. got one hill in it, um, but it's a, it's a great course and it's nice too. Cause you get the Montana schools, uh, you get the Idaho schools, you get to see a oh, little, yeah. some folks you don't normally get to see. So it's okay. a great track. Cool. Finch Arboretum. Best course. Yeah. Oh, wait, wait, wait. that's a, sorry, uh, that's it. a, 
round two, I guess. That's good. Again. I can talk yep. on it again. It's the, yeah. one of the best courses. I mean, yeah, it's great. Spokane, love it. I'm a little biased. Got to get prep. Yeah, we can do that again. <laughs> uh, Audubon Park. Um, North Central's home course, I believe. Um, you would be correct. Yes. Um, so that's one actually I never got in my rotation. Um, okay. But it's I, I've seen people race there, um, and it's it's a fairly flat course, a lot of loops. Um, there's a kind of an upper and a lower part to Arbor the mm-hmm. to Audubon. Yeah. Um, they go up into the upper part a couple times, but it's it's pretty flat, very fast course. Okay. My grandma's favorite park, Franklin Park. Ooh. Um. That's a great question. Uh, I, I, I never ran there. I okay. don't really know much about it. Okay, that's GSL four Rogers University G Prep in North Central for that uh, race. All right, uh, last two here, Mead High School, and then because that actually that's JV and Froshman yes. championships, and then Wandermere Golf Course out out way north here, which great. some refer to it as Canada. Yeah, it's not that far out here. All you South Hillers, okay. <laughs> But Wandermere Golf Course, that's a the championships. Yes, yeah. So um, that so we raced uh, regionals there when I was a junior. That was like my breakthrough race. I got to state. I wasn't supposed to. I'd been injured for a lot of that year, and I remember Fern was in my year that entire going up into that race. And Wandermere is just holy ground. Like I, it's a great course. Um, you got you got a lot. Like, golf courses make for the best cross country courses. Yeah. Um, and golfers hate hearing that, but it's true. <laughs> I mean, you haven't been a past golfer. I can say that. Uh, golf courses are made for cross country races yeah. purely just because it's, uh, the grass is, is cut low. It's fast. Um, you know, it's, they're, they're just, it's just perfect. Cause you have long straightaways too. Mm-hmm. let the less turns that, you know, the less you're slowing down. Yeah. Um, but it, Wandermere is a phenomenal track. I mean, those guys can, it, it's, it's a great place to run fast and it's a great place to have a championship meet. Um, and then what was the, what was the course before that? Mead. Mead. Uh, so I ran there in high school and in college, so I got to know Mead very well. Um, they run you back up on the um, the far back end of the school, and it's like on all dirt. And then you like jog into like these like all their all their athletic fields in the back. So like you got like this weird like dirt to grass yeah. contrast. Um, but yeah, the JV Championships is out there every year, and it's a perfect course for it. Um, it's it's pretty fast. Um, and normally, you know, guys get out there at least once before, for that JV championships. But for JV guys, that, that Mead championship out there is really, really special. Cause that's their, that's their, you know, Super Bowl. you know, that's yep. as good as it gets. And, and it's a really special experience to see guys out there grinding and digging deep and going to the well, you know, it's because, you know, they're not, they're just doing it for the team. You know, they're just doing it for, to, to finish out their career in some, some cases, which, which is pretty cool. Yeah. So coming off the heels of that, then talking about all of that and what guys that are running this year have something to look forward to, all those different uh, places. I want to give you last question and kind of have it be twofold. And the first part is prep has branded a nice message that it says, I found my place at G prep and they go into, you know, uh, four stories in which how someone finds their place at prep. So I want to know from your standpoint, how did you as a student athlete find your place at prep? And then on top of that, if you're to give advice to someone that is a current cross country runner, track runner, student athlete at prep, what advice would you give them? So twofold. Perfect. Um, So the first question, um, I think I would go back to just the, the special dynamic in your life that there are so many people surrounding you that want you to be successful. Um, 
And I think that's a really unique time and a unique space in your life where everybody around you wants you to succeed, wants you to be the best version of yourself, wants you to be, to live out AMDG and, um, you know, really kind of live out the the messaging of the Jesuits, which, which is, is, is so like, being open to growth, you know? Yeah. And I think, I mean, we could, we could, yeah, we, this could go into a whole different <laughs> avenue. I won't let it go there, but um, you know, I think what Gonzaga prep does is, is, is they, they encourage you to be the best version of yourself. And yeah. at the end of the day, if, if, if you can have, if I can have that support group follow me around every day of my life today, I would sign up for it every day of the week because it's special. And yeah. I think one thing I challenge current students is stay present. I think in our, on our, in our day-to-day lives, we're, we're pressured so much to, to, you know, be on social media and showcase that our life is perfect and that everything is all online. And like, this is what we're doing. And, you know, showcasing the top 1% of your life, mm-hmm. you know, I would recommend like enjoy that 99% of your life because <laughs> that's what it's about. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, it's about staying present, enjoying the journey and continuing to believe in yourself because the world's tough enough and mm-hmm. it's really special at a place like prep that you can go back to those people or call those people and they become life, life mentors oh, and yeah. life friends. Like that's the thing that Fern and I really did is that, you know, when I ended up coaching with him, he was really hard on me when I was an athlete there. He like, yeah. cause he wanted me to be the greatest version of myself I could be. Mm-hmm. And I've like gone back to that multiple times throughout this, but that's truly like what Joe Fern did for me. Yeah. Um, but when I coached at prep, his, his and my friendship, I mean, he, he was a grooms in my wedding. Like, yeah. I had five young guys that were my age and then Fern, <laughs> who was definitely not 25 at the time. I can guarantee that. But it's, it was having people like coach investing in me and, Honestly, like at least especially when I was an athlete, saying, "Hey, this is this is what the direction where you can take this." You know, I'm going to give you all the tools to be successful, but at the end of the day, you got to pick up those tools and go to work. Mm-hmm. And if you don't, you know, I mean, that's that's on you. Um, you know, the funny thing with high school athletics, I see it more and more with my friends because a lot of my friends played high school athletics. Is that we still talk about it. <laughs> so you know what's really fun? Uh, it's fun talking about the wins yeah. because winning is really really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, you know, those memories and those moments. You know, not on your own, but with your team. That's what I remember. Yeah. You know, that for me, like winning Mountain West and, and cross country, because I mean, Gonzaga Prep Cross Country has been a growing and evolving program. So for that time, that was big time for us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't know. I would just recommend just like, stay present, keep believing in yourself, and en- enjoy what's going on at Gonzaga Prep right now if you're a student, because it's so such a special place. And I look back, I'll look back upon my years at prep and then also at GU, but at prep as some of the best days of my life because of the environment and culture that I was a part of. And yeah. man, I, I would, I would do anything to replicate that in my current day life, you know, yeah, cause it's such I, a special place. And I think it's just cool from the standpoint you told the community. I mean, there is nothing like the prep community to be fully honest to everyone out there. I'm not going to try and fake and say that I was great friends with Tate through high school and I knew him <laughs> and I had this great yeah. relationship with him. But it's the community to where he listens to something like this, sends me a message and says, I think it's awesome what you're doing. Keep it up. Words of encouragement. And to know, oh, yeah, I knew Parker and I knew I knew of Tate when I was at prep and all of that. And it's just that kind of thing where you it's a no brainer to go, hey, how are you doing? You know, what's new with you? You know, would you be willing to come on the show and all of that? And it's it's that community to where people are just like, 
do anything for someone that's at prep type mm-hmm. of thing because we share that bond. It's there. It's, you know, something that we got to enjoy and we still get to enjoy beyond the days at prep. So that's what I want people to lo- lose the, oh, you're going to look at high school as the best time of your life. No, what we're looking back on that's fun is the time we had there and the fact that it extended beyond high school. It's not something after four years that I had to leave and say, well, you know, that was nice knowing you, but I'll never see you again. It's the fact that you get to see those people again. You get to catch up. You get people that honestly, truthfully do care about what you have to say or where you're at now in life. And I think that that's something to be said. And what we're saying is stay in tune with that and enjoy that when it's when you have the chance to be really close before life does happen. Enjoy those moments because they're still going to be there, but not you know, right in front of your face every day. A lot more noise. Yeah. A lot more noise in life. A lot more noise. So, you know, speaking of that noise, the last thing I want you to do is tell people where you are now. I mean, because I think that in just catching up with you briefly here before we started recording, you've you've gone different places. You've done different things. You're now a married man. We want to know all about Tay Kelly in about, you know, two minutes. Give it to us. Nice. Thank you for the time limit. <laughs> I appreciate that. That probably needed to be said. Um, so, yeah, I guess I'll start it from the top because my wife is yeah. is big time in my life. Uh, she's from Bulgaria, born and raised. Cool. Her name's Sveta. Uh, right. Her name's Sveta Kelly. I messed up her name, unfortunately. She had a great, beautiful name, Sveta Ivanova Todorova, and now it's Sveta Todorova Kelly. <laughs> doesn't sound as nice, but that's all good. She's uh, she's taking the name, and she's, she's she's I think she's enjoying the marriage, so it's all good. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've been though? married for uh, four years now. Cool. So, yeah, life is good there. Um, I'm working for Gonzaga Athletics. Technically, I work for a company called Learfield IMG. Okay. Um, we manage the multimedia rights for college athletic uh, departments. So okay. uh, we work with about 200 schools across the country, um, you know, and, and all the advertising, marketing, hospitality, and then some tickets um, is kind of what we control for, for Gonzaga Athletics. And we go out and, and kind of manage those relationships with corporate partners, um, you know, locally, regionally, and even nationally. So, um, you know, I've been doing this now for about six years. Um, and I started at Gonzaga uh, working for Mark Livingston. He took a risk on me. I was working at a small uh, running store over in Seattle called Super Jock and Jill. Um, and he's like, hey, I think this guy can sell. I think I think, <laughs> think I, he can see some potential skills here. Um, so he took a risk on me, and I'm still so thankful that he did. Um, Smile so, down. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so a year and a half of that, and um, then I got promoted to Oregon. I was at Oregon, University of Oregon, uh, down in Eugene, uh, for about three and a half years. I had three and a half great years down there, uh, doing the same for the Ducks, um, okay. managing the corporate sponsorships. It was, it was fun seeing a, a football school and uh, seeing college athletics, at least from a football standpoint, on that yeah. level was pretty pretty unique. Um, and then uh, and then my wife uh, was, uh, you know, really wanted to be a Zag at the end of the day, uh, which I think <laughs> ties back into the Jesuits and uh, kind of the mission that they build out for us, um, which which is cool. I mean, when we were working at Gonzaga, when I was working at Gonzaga the first time, Sveta got to see that yeah. um, and really how special the community Again, going back to the community piece, yeah. how um, invested I think the Jesuits and the community was and us as people, mm-hmm. not just as the work we were doing for, for the school. Mm-hmm. Um, and she saw that and said, oh, that's what I want to be a part of. Um, and so uh, she kind of led the charge back up to Spokane, um, and I was able to – my old boss, Mark, uh, took a – uh, took me back, uh, which, I mean, that tells you how much I, I love working for Mark because, yeah. uh, I came back to work for him and I knew what I was getting into. So, I mean, uh, that tells you uh, what I think of my boss. He's one of the best, but, 
Um, you know, so I, I now I've been back since March and, uh, we're having a great year, uh, and, and, then the sponsorship, uh, world of Gonzaga. So really, really thankful, you know, the good Lord's blessed us and, uh, we're just going to keep it rocking and rolling. And, uh, yeah, it's, this is Nathan. I just want to tell you, man, thank you for what you're doing. This is really cool. Um, I think you're, you're putting a spotlight on a community that, that is really unique and really special. And you're telling a lot of different stories, which, um, and a lot of different, from a lot of different spectrums. And I, I think that's really, really cool. Um, and I mean, Paul Manfred's done such a good job building this thing out and putting great coaches in place. And I just love the, I love the stories that you're telling about yeah. it because, uh, it, it's really, it's special and it's connecting with a lot of people, not just alumni or just not current students. I think there's a lot of people that are listening to this saying like, man, that it's pretty, pretty great content. So thank you for what you're doing. Cause I yeah. think it's really special. No, I appreciate it. And I'm going to put you on the spot here. What we're going to need probably from you going forward is, track a little bit of that cross-country season because when we get the privilege of having you on again, we want you to be able to kind of speak to kind of a little more of the cross-country. I can't be everywhere, but I can build my community to be really strong that when Tate Kelly comes on again, he can go ahead and say, here's what this cross-country team is doing. So I don't Done know deal. if you could be potentially interested. Done deal. I'm, All right. I'm your cross-country guy. Yes. Let's do it. Yes. Love it. Somebody okay. has to be that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so that's awesome. And I, I really do appreciate you saying that. And that's why I've done this. And, you know, just to build off of that point right there is when I originally thought of this idea, it was, it sounds really cool. And I think I'd have a, a good time doing it. And, you know, I love listening to sports radio and all of that. And how could I do that myself? But it also became bigger than that when I came back and I'm starting my own company and the type of thing where it's like, okay, money is tight. And it's going a different direction. I don't have the ability to give money, but I have the ability to give time to prep. And it's like, this could be an awesome way. And so mm-hmm. partnering with Karen Schneider and Karina Kelsey, it's been really cool to have their support and say, yep, we'll promote it. And, you know, we'll back you because why wouldn't we type mm-hmm. of thing? So it's a really cool experience from that point where it's getting me back in touch with the community, which just makes me laugh, makes me smile and makes me just feel the love again of prep that I did when I was there. So you're the kind of guy that I'm doing it for and will continue to do it for. Um, but uh, yeah, that was Tate Kelly. I'm Nathan Alford. Uh, you joined us today at the uh, Alford Compound. And uh, join us for more content coming uh, coming to you for more fall sports. And uh, you heard it here first on PSP. Take care. Go Pups.